Previously on Tweak and Geek. The iPod Touch. UAC. Twitter. Trackback. Quantized energy. Gravitars. Oh my god, I get to see Bill Gates speak. Oh. Fudge. Geek number 12, Tuesday, September 9th, 2008, brought to you live from Swindler Cave Studios, available at Dvorak.org slash blog. Um, Pat, uh, what was that? Did, did you let someone on our intertubes? I, I think the tube suddenly became unclogged, and uh, we got an interloper to our podcast. <laughs> I hacked in. Uh, well, oh, wow. Well, welcome to Tweaking Geek number 12. I'm... Host number one, Craig. And I'm host number two, Pat. And I'm host number two and three quarters, Mike. Wow. He thinks he gets a number. Uh, well, <laughs> let's say you're our... Actually, I didn't even get a full number, so... Mike is our okay. special guest. And by special, we meant he came to taping on a very short bus. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even yellow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> they thought you might hurt yourself with yellow? Yeah. Yeah, it was just made of mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That sounds like a pretty cool bus, actually. It actually yeah. was. You can sleep on it. True. And? And that's about it. Yeah, that's a, that sounds like a great bus. You're kind of restrained most of the time, so sleeping is about all you can do and that you can enjoy. So I would like to make a preemptive apology to all of the mentally ill that uh, we're offending <laughs> right now. Which would be our entire listening audience. Yeah, both of you. <laughs> well, not, now that I'm on the podcast and not listening, then yes. If you mean if by on the podcast, you mean, well, I guess on the podcast. And yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. If wow. you think of this later, you're, you're nuts. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so, Mike, you're one of our most faithful listeners and uh, trusted sources of tech dirt, I'm sure. So, welcome. yes. Thank you. So give us some tech dirt. Tech dirt. Well, uh, have you guys seen the Microsoft commercial? Yes, the the Seinfeld commercial. Yes. Is that the one where they advertise Windows Mojave? No. Oh, okay. Those were much better. (laughs) (laughs) Those actually made some tangible amount of sense. Um, As I'm sure you guys know, Microsoft paid something like, or has a 300 million dollar budget for this and 10 million of that went to mr jerry seinfeld to make these new microsoft ads that are supposed to compete with the apple ads which are so popular and i think they fell flat on their face yeah i've, I've got to give this one to the the apple ads they were better you when you say the apple ads you mean the i'm a mac i'm a pc ads yes, yes. those are pretty funny which oddly the- enough Supposedly, the PC is the more popular of the two actors in that ad. Yeah, well, the the guy who plays the Mac is uh, is kind of a, you know, kind of air. He's a smarmy, smarmy little Starbucks dweller. No exactly. One like, go back to your lattes, Apple boy. <laughs> Would you like that grande or venti? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite is the one where the the guy uh, the PC is like. Like wearing a bathrobe, he's all sick because he has a virus. 
That was pretty cool. Which you got from a MacBook, obviously. It was uploaded directly from the MacBook to the Alien show. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys seen the new ones where he's like the king? No. And there's... Haven't caught those yet. Oh, yeah. He's like the king, and he's like, oh, I'm not worried about people converting. You know, it's too much of a hassle. And, of course, Mac's like, oh, but you can get a, a Mac genius to help you transfer your files for free. And he's like, I banish you. <laughs> you are banished. They're pretty good. You should check them out. Yeah, you have to schedule an appointment at the Mac store, like, years in advance. Oh, weeks. to get with a genius? Yeah, I want to say it's like six weeks lead time. It's really hard to do. Wow. Yeah. Now, Craig, as a uh, Greater Portland native, are, were you aware that we're getting an Apple store in the mall? I Twittered it the first time I heard it, of course. Oh. I, I'm wicked excited. Actually, I... Where's your Twitter, Mike? Yeah. Get with the I'm, times. I'm on the Twitter bandwagon right now, so... So what you're saying is... <laughs> That's too bad, because Tweaking Geek is on Twitter. Yes, I, I'm ashamed. That's true. It should be. If this were a video podcast, you'd see me hanging my head. If this were a video podcast, we'd probably blur out your face so that we would keep our lis- our viewer base. Listeners. <laughs> yes, we would view out, blur out your face in addition to blurring out our own faces too. So, actually, if this you- were a video podcast, you'd totally be blurring my webcam right now. But that's all the detail you need. <laughs> actually, we could just put like Arnold Schwarzenegger's face in front of all of our faces, and then we could all talk like him. Hello, we're going to talk to you about tech now. Okay, and thanks for coming to Tweaking Geek, and we'll see you. <laughs> he, he swings and he misses. Oh, no. Yes. That was rude. That's not the first time that'll happen. You, you didn't know that coming on Tweaking Geek was pretty much going to be just like one big abuse fest, did you? Actually, I did. Oh. Um, I, I've heard all of the Pat's mom comments and figured that there would be Mike's mom comments as well. No, your mom's cool. I'll let that go. Okay. I don't know your mom. Except in the biblical sense. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> wow. I, that wasn't uh, really a laugh, but... Uh, but that was about your mom. You're not allowed to laugh. Um, so, well, all right. So the, the Microsoft commercial, which we were talking about. So Jerry Seinfeld goes with Bill Gates to buy some shoes. And then... Uh, no. Bill Gates is buying some shoes and, like, Jerry Seinfeld happens upon him. It's not even like a... Uh, a planned meeting. Oh. It's very serendipitous, you might say. Interesting. And then, so, yeah, there was... All right, so I have to tell you guys. Right, so, first of all, the the link to this commercial is, is in our show notes. So, everybody, right now, go watch it. We'll wait. Okay. Everybody now... Have, you said we'll wait. I. <laughs> he said we'll wait, as in you and him will wait. I will not wait, because... Craig waits for no man. That's right. <laughs> so, okay. So, Jerry Seinfeld goes to the – or is at the shoe store when Bill Gates is buying shoes, right? And it's like some, yeah. like, clown shoe store. Is that what it is? Yeah, circus circus discount shoe store or something like that. And it's because Bill Gates has big feet? Is that uh, – They reveal that he is a size 10. Which I would not consider that, big feet. Yes, big. No. I wear 11. You wear what? 11. Uh, 11. I wear 13. So we, oh, you got me. We, we pretty much are all like clowns then. <laughs> so because you aren't saying anything, Mike, that means you wear like a size 3. No, actually I'm a 10. You had your feet. I didn't really want to 
I didn't want to admit that I had the same size feet as Bill Gates. Oh, yeah. You could just say, oh, I had my feet bound when I was a child so that they'd be more <laughs> petite and help me find a husband. That's what you could say. You could say nothing because you're dead to me. <laughs> yeah, okay, why don't you and Bill Gates go to your little foot size party? <laughs> don't forget Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Does he wear size 10 too? Was that in the commercial? Uh, no. Okay. Although Seinfeld did kind of help fit Mr. Gates, which is a little disturbing. Yeah, it was pretty intimate. And talked about wearing shoes in the shower and yeah. Pat, you've seen it, right? I've seen most of it. I, I can't say I've sat down for a critical analysis. It, it is hard to get through. Would you agree that it makes absolutely no sense at at all? It, it makes no sense. And the all I could think was like, wow, they're trying to make fun of the Apple commercials and failing. See, it would have been funnier if they had actually cloned the Apple commercials with Gates as PC and Jerry Seinfeld as the Mac making a fool of himself. But they couldn't even do that. Yeah, that's true. Or if like they'd had Gates and Seinfeld in those roles and Gates just beat the crap out of Seinfeld. <laughs> See, that would, would have been a good commercial. Hire us. Uh, <laughs> hopefully Bill Gates is listening to this podcast. Oh, yeah, he's one of our listeners. Of course. Maybe you should invite him on as a special guest. He might. He rides my shore bus. <laughs> the, mat- the mattress <laughs> mobile. Well, I would have to say that Bill Gates is not a particularly funny guy. Although the little like booty shaking at the end was kind of funny. I thought it was disturbing. It was very disturbing. It was kind of funny. No, it was funny in the same way that disturbing things are funny. I, I just want to check: Have we discussed a thirty-second commercial for like five minutes now? Uh, we did get sidetracked a couple of times. Okay, everybody, That's raise your hand if you found this to be an interesting conversation. I don't see any hands raised, so I guess. <laughs> all right. We're, all right. So officially, we are no longer talking about that commercial. <laughs> all right. So today was the big day for anybody who has listened to Tweak and Geek for the past pretty much year. I think the first one was last September. Our first episode was Pat and I extolling the new iPod Touch and singing its praises and talking about how excited we were about it. Well, today was pretty much another one of the yearly Apple releases all its new cool stuff announcement. Yes. It was new, it was cool, it was stuff. What did they announce? They announced new iPod Touch software? They uh, And Touch? Yes, they did. New iPod Touch software, which... Did they finally fix your volume button? I don't know. I haven't downloaded it yet, but you better believe that the second we're done, I'm going to download it and <laughs> listen to my iPod at full volume and hopefully rupture my eardrums. <laughs> Have, uh, is there a price point on the new software? Nine ninety five. So if you just paid nine ninety five for two point you're gonna pay nine ninety five for two point one? It would seem so. They're geniuses. That is wrong. I'm gonna go straight to two point one and I'm gonna skip all these in between charges. Absolutely. So for those of us iPhone owners, did two point one come out for the iPhone today? Are you an iPhone owner? Yes. <gasps> I'm not worthy. Wow. <laughs> That's not worthy either, but that goes without saying. Can I touch you? Uh, virtually. Wow. Not okay. there. <laughs> <laughs> so d- Oops, I'm a bad shot. <laughs> so did you, did you get the last software update for your iPhone, Mike, with the... Uh, 2.02, yes. You did, with the whole, uh, with all the app, the app store stuff and all that sort of thing? Oh, no, I, so mine came with that. I got the 3G. Um, wow. And, uh, there's been two updates since that came out, and I've installed both of those. 
to hopefully fix a raft of problems. I'm sure you guys have heard of the silver apple of death, which is kind of akin to the old blue screen of death. Yes, the, with the 2.0 software for the touch, you stick at that a lot also with the yep. uh, all any application you'd run it, then all of a sudden it would crash it. Right. Uh, yeah, a lot of it seems to be centered around the third-party apps, so hopefully it's not really an Apple thing, but who knows. So it's just like Windows always crashes because of bad drivers? Yep. Fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it- so anyway, uh, can anyone answer my question as to whether or not uh, the iPhone 2.1 came out today, or was it just an iPod-centric event? I think oh, they're the I- same software, so I'd be really surprised if it didn't. Yeah, I don't know. You'd probably need to plug. Yeah, after you, you have to download iTunes eight first, and then uh, because I just tried to uh, d- download the new iPod software, or but it said, oh, you have to download the new iTunes first. So download Actually, what are you Canadian? <laughs> download the new iTunes software. <laughs> hey. hey, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I just got to Apple's page, and it looks like. 2.1 is out for the iPhone, and uh, so what's new in iTunes 8? iTunes 8. Well, first of all, we've got something that we've all been waiting for, and I think signifies that the iTunes store is not dead for TV shows. NBC is coming porn. back. Porn, yes, porn. Oh. <laughs> no, NBC is so, coming back. Does this mean we can get Battlestar Galactica this year? That means we can get Battlestar Galactica this year. You can. And did they bring back last season? I don't know, but you can you can already watch it on Hulu, so... I don't know. Now, here, here's the question. You haven't heard of Hulu? I was trying to be funny. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So what were you going to say, Mike? So, uh, NBC <laughs> left because they wanted to demand their own price points for their shows, right? Yep. So now that they're back, are they getting what they wanted, or did they come to their senses? They came to their senses. Excellent. Yeah, so pretty much Apple said, we control pricing, and NBC finally said, okay, <laughs> they wanted to charge like five bucks a show. Please, come on. Who's going to pay? And then they went over to Hulu and started giving all the shows away for free. Genius. Yeah, it is totally genius. So now at least some people might buy it. So we've got NBC coming back. HD TV shows. You're going to be able to uh, buy HD TV shows for, I think it's three bucks. Yes. Which. That is very cool. Sure. If you, you know, if you have, I imagine for people with uh, Apple TV, probably that's going to be mint oh true you probably need that in order to watch it yeah or because or you know you could watch it on your monitor probably you know because i'm sure they have that right. resolution but yeah definitely uh people with apple tv are probably gonna be wicked excited about that well i was you thinking know, I, I walked plug- up to the counter with an apple tv a couple weeks ago but then i came to my senses and didn't buy oh it. pat you should have oh. well i have i have competing right i have the xbox 360 with tv on xbox marketplace uh. And then I, iTunes, I, could, I just couldn't do them both. But as a professional podcaster, aren't you obligated to buy and review such products? Am I a professional? Sweet. Are you a podcaster? Like, can yeah, I write I just, this off? <laughs> yes. Well, so, all right, so that for the next, yeah, Pat, I went out and bought a friggin' Wii. You can at least go buy an Apple TV, please. Come on. <laughs> Although, um, at defense, I heard you, like, almost gave it away or something like that. I, 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 I got it and, like... I had like a moment of of I'm not sure if it was a weakness or what, but I almost sold it on eBay. Then I came to my senses, and now I'm up to 105 stars in Super Mario Galaxy. Excellent. Yes, exactly. So I I'm totally I totally drank the Wii Kool Aid. How are you doing with Zelda? I, I've still only I haven't really played since last week because I've been I, I've been uh, doing some like serious Super Mario playing. It's okay. So back to iTunes. Okay. 
new visualizer is another thing they have like basically now they've caught up with windows media player and they have like a little visualizer that will play show little psychedelic things when you uh play music i guess other than the default one that it came with before yeah they've got some accessibility things for people with visual impairments I, i don't really know much about that uh Right, because people with visual impairments are just not into the visualizer. Right. Well, I, I have a friend, actually, who's severely visual impaired, and I know that he uses iTunes because so, he just bought an iPhone. So I'm going to uh, ask him about it when he downloads it and see if he you know, thinks that the accessibility things that they've done actually are any good. My yeah, friend, us... whose name is John Smith. <laughs> no, this guy actually has a real name, Joe Smith. Oh, Joe Smith. I'm sorry. And then, okay... All right, I, I wanted to like save all those things up. Those are all like the stupid things. The real, like, awesome thing about uh, iTunes Eight. I don't know if this is real awesome. Is genius. And from what I can tell, because I haven't like spent a whole lot of time researching it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but genius is basically it looks at your iTunes library and suggests songs for you to buy. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but they've had something like that for a while. They've had it on the iTunes Store side, but this is, I think, Uh, on the iTunes side. Oh, so even stuff that you haven't purchased from the iTunes Store, right? say if you take your CD library and put it in iTunes, it'll say, oh, I know what you have, and here's what I think you would like. Right. Kind of like Pandora that you have to pay for. Wow, you sell it so well. (laughs) Well, and and I think this, too, uh, is, I heard that, with the new iPod Nano, which we haven't talked about yet, uh, I think this is somehow incorporated into that. So, like, I think this is also going to be more tightly integrated with the iPods also. I, I don't buy much music okay. from them, so I, I don't really know about it. I don't, do you guys buy any music? Um, rarely. Uh, Occasionally. More often than I buy CDs. Fair enough. I'm probably only slightly above Pat. More often than you buy 8-track tapes? No. No, I buy those quite a lot. Oh, okay, cool. Then I disassemble them for my world domination device, but that's another story. Cool. Is there such a thing as an eight-track cast? <laughs> there is now. <laughs> <laughs> Join us for <laughs> tweet. Join us for wait. Switch to channel two now. <laughs> Coming soon. Tape casts and vinyl casts. Vinyl casts. That's awesome. So, so if I said- get a vinyl cast, will you guys write your names on it? Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about new iPods. Then. Yay! Yes. I don't know anything about them, so tell me. New iPods. Uh, I heard the Nano, you can like shake it to shuffle your songs. How awesome is that? Well, it would really suck if you lived in, you know, well, where I do, where we have earthquakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really funny, but I'm laughing anyway. Thanks for the polite laugh. Sorry. Now shut up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so does it have the same accelerometer as the iPhone and iPod? touches is that how that works because the screen does look abnormally long horizontal or vertically i should say so can you tip it on its side yes okay it, it is for when you, it's for the video viewing you can tip it on its side to uh make the video rotate very nice yeah uh, it, it looks like a really nice machine and if you if you look at uh it compared to one of those little zooms let's just say it looks like the zoo it's, it looks like a zoom without a squircle What's a squircle? Oh. That little uh, pad yeah. on the new zooms. Yes. It, it's actually a, I think it's either copyrighted or patented, the, the shape squircle. They really call it that? Mm-hmm. Squircle. Interesting. Yeah, it's a bastard child. For anyone who doesn't know, it's a bastard child of a circle and a square. 
Uh-huh. Squirkle. So had you guys seen the, uh, I guess, the early released, you know, photos of the iPod Nano? Because this looks amazingly like those. They, I think they leaked them on purpose because when, when, the, when they did the last iPod Nano, uh, they pretty much, they called it almost identically. Like a week before, there was like a thing. It's like, they're, everyone's like, short and fat, no way. Yeah. And they say, yep. It was. Yeah, that kind of almost looked like a resize job, you know, a poorly done resize job in Photoshop. Exactly. So this this was this one looks pretty nice. So I I think it's kind of the new Nano because I think a lot of people were kind of like lukewarm on the like short, fat, wide one. I think this is going to like get like a lot of people. It's going to push a lot of people over the edge to buy. Yep. And they have nine colors this time. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing with the shuffle. They didn't. it didn't sound like they had any new iPod shuffles. There's not really much you could do with oh, that. Looks like they uh, colorized it. Oh, okay. Color. That's what they did last time. Really? There are four so new colors. Look at that. Well, okay. So they colorized it. That's good. Um, the iPod touches are now cheaper. They have their 8, 16, and 32 gig models. And the uh, 32 gig is, was that uh, 399 or 299 Wow. Yeah, so it it, it definitely. I think it came down a hundred dollars. The sixteen one, I think, is two seventy nine or eight. One of the two of them. But and by the way, as they'll tell you on their website, um, a it's thirty two gigs for three hundred ninety nine dollars, and b it's the funnest iPod ever. <laughs> Which they obviously don't listen to the Grammar Girl podcast. I'm, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> well, I mean, she would disapprove. <laughs> so all right, so the funnest iPod ever. And uh, that also is going to have the genius stuff integrated, and uh, you know they're getting the new, you know, the new software. Tell me this, Mike. You're big into the iPhone. Are we going to get turn by turn GPS in this version? Um, it didn't have it with 2.0. Because well, I heard that it was coming out in the voice. You mean the voice guided? Well, I don't know. The uh, they called it turn by turn, which I think is like you know. Where it te- I don't know if it's voice, but it tells you which way to turn when you're there. So it's like kind of like real-time GPS. Well, so I don't know about the first iPhone, but uh, on mine, on the Google Maps, it basically, it'll draw your waypoints on the, on the screen. And at the top, you can click begin, and it'll show your first turn. And then after you get there, you can click next, and it'll show you your next turn. Or you can flip up the page and go to list mode, and it'll show you all the turns in a list-style fashion kind of like if you were to print out a Google Maps directions. So I guess technically that's turn by turn. Um, what I heard, though, was that when they announced doing apps on the iPhone, I think it was TomTom said, okay, great, we'll do a voice-guided turn-by-turn app. And then they found out that in the you know user agreement, it said that you cannot develop that kind of software. So I don't know if that means that Apple's developing it themselves or... You know, maybe there's a licensing issue. I'm not really sure. Why on earth? Or they just don't want competition. Yeah. Why on earth would they make you agree to that? I really have no idea. And I kind of don't buy the competition argument because every app that they sell for the iPhone is one more draw for people to go buy it. And they get money for every app they they sell. So maybe they have a deal, right? They're like, oh, Google, you'll be the only provider. See, what I'm hoping is that you know, Google said, look, we're working on it. It's not going to be done for like six months, nine months, whatever. Just put it in the agreement so that, you know, we don't end up coming out with the second one. So that's what I'm hoping. That would be cool. Yeah. So when, when you get that, you'll have to tell us about it and tell us about how unbelievably awesome it is. Maybe I'll finally call Grand Central. Oh. <laughs> which, for those of you listening at home, is? 
a Google voicemail service. <laughs> oh, you want us to tell the number? That was your cue to you know give your little Grand Central line. Oh, oh I totally blew that one. Yeah, you you <laughs> fail. I, no, uh, Grand Central is area code six seven eight nine 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 six three two one, and toll charges may apply. I just like saying that. Toll charges may apply. Do they still have toll charges? <laughs> uh, maybe. I I don't know. If you pay less than like twenty dollars a month, I'm sure they do. Oh. But most of us in the world have figured out that it's way better to pay the the group rate or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I was actually going to call your Grand Central line, but I might as well just say it here. Um, yeah, Dave uh, from Virginia is not the uh, Sasquatch. He is, in fact, a Wookiee. So I just wanted to clear that up, you know, from a couple podcasts ago. Aha. Uh-huh. So I think I don't believe you. It's true. I have footage uh, of him walking through the forest, and he clearly makes a Wookiee sound. Uh, you know, I can I can forward that to you if you'd like. But uh, <laughs> he is right, clearly so, so he's like uh, he's like less and more like yeah more. I see. <laughs> uh, you, you you make your point. Touche. So, anyway, Touche. That's it. <laughs> okay, so um, I, I think that's did anything else new come out of Apple today, or, or have we bored everybody long enough with our our incessant ranting about Apple? Well, there's no there's no laptop news for once. That's that's fine with me. Actually, just real quick, uh, a patent was applied for recently, which shows what looks like a an Apple tablet that would have the iPod slash iPhones touch interface, but full screen uh-huh. on a tablet. Which I'd buy it. it. Makes me drool. That would be awesome. But are there any applications that would actually take advantage of multi-touch? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, think about. Think about all the things that you do on your iPod, but being able to do that full screen. Or if they somehow figured out so that you could select text with your fingers instead of with a mouse or, you know, do all sorts of things. I think it would be just really neat to use. And it would have the most disturbing porn applications ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, it probably wouldn't have the vibrate function of the the iPhone, so. Okay, moving right along. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was very nice. And you disgust me. Here. <laughs> okay, well, also in tech news recently, we had a uh, a surprising entry into the browser market. Yes. And that would be the Google Chrome browser. It's shiny. It's fast. <laughs> Have you guys tried it on a JavaScript-heavy site? No. It's I have another. fast. Really? It, it is, um, I'm sorry, Greg. No, that's okay. Go right ahead. I was going to ask if MetaPlace was JavaScript-heavy. Or if that's mostly in Flash. Oh, it's still in beta. I can't comment. Uh, um, if you try my blog, though, <laughs> uh, it's it renders noticeably faster in Chrome. Like, very noticeably. Okay. So Ajax stuff should run faster. Ex- very much so. It's basically the browser of Web 2.0. Uh, once, it's, I, I think what's happening is uh, it, it's going to be pretty much optimized for things like Google Docs, Google Maps, Gmail. Uh, I don't even know whatever... Picasa, Grand Central, I mean, right. all those things I think are going to be pretty much its target things. And people are going to start, you know, downloading this thinking, you know, oh, I've got to, you know, I've got to download this new application with Google to do whatever I need to do, not realizing that it's just a web browser. So, right. And, what, you know, what I would have to say probably the most notable uh, feature of Google Chrome is what they call incognito mode or is what they kind of more uh, colloquially call it porn mode. Where if you open up an incognito window, then it doesn't save anything to the cache. It doesn't save anything to the history. It doesn't save uh, anything at all. 
you're completely private. I think so they, they implied that's to be used like if you're buying a gift for someone or yeah, maybe maybe you're buying them a gift of porno though. So <laughs> then you get the two for one or exactly. Well, you know how every time like if you do online banking and you log out, it says, you know, you need to close your browser because even though you're logged out of the site, there's still, you know, stuff in your cache or whatever. You know, it sounds like it, it would be, you know, useful for that. But I don't know about anybody else. When I go to those kinds of sites, usually that's all I'm going there for. And I close right out of my browser afterwards anyway. So, I mean, for that, it doesn't seem like it would be really that much more useful. Yeah, I, I agree. Um I can see it if you're like going if if you're going to something like uh, uh, well for instance when I went to Tech Ed we ha- we could check our email on all these you know computers with the browsers and I would check my work email then I would you know I would log in and whatever and it didn't it wouldn't and I'd close my browser but it would like kind of remember who I was or if I accidentally clicked the remember me box right. and then I would have to go back and make sure to. You know, I'd say, oh, crap, and I'd go back to the computer and make sure so people couldn't just log on and see my email. So actually, this is the browser to use if you run like an internet cafe or something like that where you have public access computers. Exactly. And, and, and exactly. And another thing that makes it good is it really takes excellent advantage of the screen real estate. If you look, yes. it, it's much thinner than uh, the kind of top part with the address bar and everything is, you know, probably 5% of the screen or maybe, you know, whatever maybe 10%, I don't know. Whereas Firefox and Internet Explorer, it's quite a bit. It's just super efficient. Which actually, I mean, most other browsers, you can optimize that space by you know trimming out some toolbars and realigning where things go. But the cool thing about this is it comes up that way because most people really won't go in and bother to do that. Exactly. And, and, and it does look very nice. I know you go, most people see they have like 50, like who, to be honest, whoever uses the Yahoo toolbar, please. It's not the me. only reason it's on people's computers is that it like gets installed with other things. It's like, oh, you're downloading this, you know, checkbook management program and you have to opt out of installing the Yahoo toolbar, whatever. Actually, it comes with uh, Adobe Reader now. I actually got ambushed by it because I did one of those click-through things where I hastily was installing the latest update or what have you, and next thing I knew it had come on, uh, and I had to go in and remove it afterwards. And every subsequent read or install, I've made sure to uncheck the box that I would like that installed because I really have no use for it. Which leads me to my next question. Why are you not using Foxit Reader? Why are you using Adobe Reader? What is Foxit Reader? Oh, Foxit Reader is great. Does that answer your question? <laughs> it's a lightweight PDF reader that doesn't request to have updates like every five seconds. Do you do you honestly think that? And this is not like aimed towards you. This is more of like to Adobe. Do you honestly think that we need to have our an update process or like our PDF reader running in the background in case we want to view a PDF? This is like it's like a four hundred k PDF reader. And it right. lets you put annotations in. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, nice. And save them? Yes. With the PDF? Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah I will have definitely have to check that out. And it's very cheap to buy if you're not happy with the limitations of the free version. Which are? Um, it annotates the pages at, in addition to your annotations if you save. Oh, with ads? No. Um, just a little unregistered version thing. Oh, okay. I see. And, and there's a little thing where it says, buy the professional version now, and which you can actually turn right. off. It says... You know, like there's like a little checkbox next to show advertisement, and you can turn yep. it off. But then next time you turn it on, and next time you open the program, it comes back up. Yep, it's the Google Chrome of PDF reading. <laughs> well, an interesting. So, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say. So, what do you guys think of Chrome 
having used it. I like it. It's it's fast. I'm not ready to switch. I mean, I'm I I use Firebug and Web Developer more than any other application on my computer. How about you? Craig? Um, well, Chrome. It's interesting. I, I need to say something about Chrome first. That Chrome. I don't exactly know, but there's like some technology in like I think in iGoogle and like these little widgets that they do. Chrome is like some sort of like layer. Pat, do you know about this? Or Mike, do either of you guys know? It's like a layer of programming around some web content called Chrome. And somehow Google the Google Chrome uh, works with that. To, and that's part of the way that it gets its, uh, its performance boost. I, I know that was like a very poor explanation. But I know that there's like I, Chrome. I did not make it all the way through the comic. What? Their big press release was in comic book form. Oh, okay. I didn't. I heard about that. I didn't even read it. Comics are frivolous uh, and for children. <laughs> so basically, Chrome is based on WebKit, which, to the best of my understanding, is also what Safari is based on. That is from true, Apple. Yes. Now, again, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe WebKit uses something called Canvas for drawing, um, and that's actually how Google Maps works. They use the Canvas um, API, uh, and it's also my understanding that they had to write a specialized. Uh, I think it was a JavaScript hacked to make it work in IE. But basically everything else that supports uh, WebKit and modern web standards will use Canvas. So it seems to me if they're using WebKit natively, then that would help any drawing using Canvas go a lot faster. That makes sense because uh, Safari on Windows also also does base on this, and it it is also very very snappy to render. Yes. Yeah. This is like I, when when I open up you know my iGoogle page, it just is bang. And quite frequently, I, I've had it in uh, Internet Explorer. If I open up my iGoogle page, it will actually I'll get JavaScript errors all over the place. So that must be the hack that you're talking about. Yes. So. Um, yeah, I found that turning off the show every error <laughs> is helpful. But of course, if you develop, then you need to leave that on. So I like errors. It makes me feel superior. <laughs> so no, I, I so I would say all right. So can we just say that we all either approve or at least do not disapprove of Google Chrome? Sure. Okay. Um, Stargate Atlantis got canceled. There. We I done. totally was going to just say that. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Stargate Wrong. Atlantis got canceled. But start. All right, Mike. Are you a Stargate watcher? I am not. Really? Hanging my head in shame once again. I really, really liked the movie, and I kept intending to get into the TV shows, but just never get around to it. So you're saying you really, really like the movie Stargate? Yes. And, well, you know, to be honest, the movie Stargate is what kept me from watching uh, Stargate, the show, for like nine years. So, because uh, I'm like, oh, I don't think I could possibly stand to watch a TV show about this. But really, so you really liked it. It's kind of a guilty pleasure for me. Oh, well... I apologize if there's loud noise. A, a jet just went overhead. That was awesome. I happen to live at the airport because they have free Wi-Fi there. <laughs> so, you know, Stargate got canceled, but coming soon in 2009 is Stargate Universe. It is for sure now. Right, and that's like a parallel worlds kind of storyline, we think. We, we get to find out that... The eighth Chevron takes you to another galaxy, but the ninth Chevron takes you to the starship Destiny, which, what? yeah, it does. The ninth Chevron, which a Chevron is that little symbol that, you know, they dial, like those little designs are called Chevrons, right. which is just a fancy word for... Hieroglyph. Yeah, or design. Yeah, Chevron. Hieroglyph, right? So uh, it, it's 
this show is about uh, this. The ancients, a long time ago, built a starship called the Destiny, which basically they put on autopilot throughout, and it was going to fly throughout the universe and seed the known universe with stargates. And what's going to happen in the show, from what I hear, is they're going to start with like a two-hour movie thing that the people from Stargate Command are going to somehow discover that you can use the ninth chevron to go to this ship or they'll discover something of that sort and they're going to basically be on the ship and it's going to have like a lot of space action and some special guests and all that stuff it should be a pretty interesting show because it's going to be on the show well you're going to be on the show you said special guests. Oh, yes that's right it's it's special guests not very special guests <laughs> oh, okay but exactly but i think what happened with in my own opinion uh stargate atlantis kind of like went down the deep space nine route where it was like it's just really hard to make something awesome that is about people living in a building right which is why they introduced defiant in whatever season so they could get off the space station right exactly or the the daedalus in uh stargate but that's a, it, the parallels are amazing Mm. And then, like, they'll try to make a Stargate out of coconuts, but the movie star won't... Oh, wait, wrong show. <laughs> oh, okay, so someone said to this, Pat, you had, you had an interview question that you talked about last time, uh, ninjas or uh, pirates. Right. But someone said to me that they had a, what they thought would be a much better question. Oh, it was actually our list, one of our listeners called me and said, we, we should have asked this one instead. Marianne or Ginger? Oh, that's tough. Ginger. <laughs> Mike? Uh, is this from the Stargate shows? Oh, ah, my God. Fail. I'm, I, I, hold on. I'm going to say that again. Yes. <laughs> but that, but that, was an, that was an ignorant yes, so you totally don't get, to, you don't get a buy on that. Well, that, that was what I was trying to get at with my first question before I redacted it. I see. You, you know that we're talking about Gilligan's Island, of course, right? I do not. You do now. Excellent. Have you ever watched Gilligan's Island? Let me, I, let me ask this. Have you ever been out from under a rock? <laughs> uh, not not until I was in my 20s. I see. Wow. Well, I was quite deprived as a child. Yeah, you didn't really miss much, actually. Marion and Ginger were pretty conservative for their own, uh, for for our times, I would say. Uh, our friend, friend Glenn used to like to joke that uh, Swindler thought the first movie ever made was Back to the Future 2. <laughs> so if that gives you any idea as to my uh, cultural, you know, awareness. Did you really think that? No, no, but it was a good joke. What was the first movie ever made? Uh, I don't know. Wouldn't it be the Lumiere Brothers? I'm going to look that <laughs> up. You're typing. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, one interesting thing about Google Chrome is that you can use the address bar to just type in your Google queries. Actually, you can use the address bar for a lot of things. That's true. It'll search your history. It'll search Google. It'll search uh, your bookmarks. I mean, pretty much everything that it's aware of, which is kind of handy. That is good. I'm the kind of person who keeps a very long history because I'm not good at bookmarking things. You know, I'll think, oh, yeah, I'll be able to find that later, and then I can't, so I have to go pouring through my history. So being able to search my history from the search bar makes it a lot easier. I see, which is why Pat and I will need to educate you on how to use Delicious. Okay, and About.com says, The Frenchman Louis Lumiere is often credited as inventing the first motion picture camera in 1895. What a However, coincidence. Your last name is Lumiere, and you invent a camera. That is pretty cool. I don't know. This one says the first short was Strongman, Sha- or Strongman Sandow 
1890 if you discount the 1877 series of pictures showing a horse galloping. That's true. Oh, this was yeah. ah, the Lumiere brothers were not the first to project film. They were the first to make a portable camera. Ah. Hmm. There was a really interesting art film a few years back where they recreated this camera and people were required to shoot under the same rules, which was like consecutive takes, no cuts, uh, no synchronous sound, all kinds of stuff. Could you back the film up and do double exposures and stuff like that? Sure, probably. Anything within the limits of the camera? Right. So it's kind of like playing Civil War paintball where you take your hopper off and you have to load one paintball at a time. Yeah, with the camera. Did I just hear paintballs firing? I hope not. Maybe that was somebody's chair creaking. Probably. It was probably me. My high-quality Target $30 chair. Don't mind me while I, you know, crawl down under my desk in the fetal position. (laughs) Very good. There will be lots of desk crawling tonight. (laughs) So before we wrap this baby up, let's talk about the latest news of the week. What is the lamest thing? It's actually since the last podcast. What is I like the, how you said, the lamest news of the week. Like we're going to have music for that or something? Or are, the, are we going to have music the for that? The lamest news of the week. Okay. Okay. Since I brought this up, I will say what the lamest news of the week is. And just the rules are, it's either a lame news story or it's a news story about something lame. Okay. And oh. by lame, I don't mean poor uh, musculoskeletal development. Okay, my lamest news of the week is the accidental uh, publishment of Steve Jobs' obituary. That's more than a week old. You're disqualified. Well, that's what, since the last podcast. I forgot. Lamest oh. news of the indefinite time period since the last podcast. 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 <laughs> exactly. All right. Anyway, if, we'll so, so what? That, we'll edit it? No, we will not. No, we'll, be... we will admit it oh. as in allow it to oh. okay, admit. You, you use big words that scare and confuse me yes it's all of five letters but okay so steve steve jobs is jobs this is obituary the the obituary for that guy was accidentally released and uh at his keynote today he he used the famous uh line uh news of my death has been greatly exaggerated so somehow it got released that is i think pretty lame that someone released steve jobs obituary early so can i comment on this all right you get one comment and then you're shut down okay so when i mentioned this to my wife she had the very excellent question why in the hell did they have an obituary for steve jobs running i mean if he were to die how long would it really take to write one up i don't know i think they've got obituaries for all these people like ready to go well i would hope so I mean, if Kim Jong-il, he's going to croak, and they're going to be like, roll it. <laughs> I, th- I think it's for him, it's because Steve Jobs had pancreatic cancer, and you usually don't survive that. So they uh, probably just had written it up from that, and maybe someone hit the send button when they should have hit the trash button. Huh. All right. Or the update, inst- or quick save instead of update or something. Exactly. Okay, that news was totally lame. Very yes. lame. All right, I've got better news, though. Hopefully it's lamer. Yeah, lamer <laughs> news. Uh, the price of rat meat in Cambodia has quadrupled. 
<laughs> because other other meat has gotten more expensive, and so the poor people of Cambodia have been falling back on rat meat, uh, which sent demand so high that they they're having trouble paying for rat meat. Uh, so it used to be about uh, thirty cents a pound, and it's up to like a dollar twenty eight a pound. I'm, I, I'm not making this up. This I have nothing Roy. to say. I have nothing to say either. Just that, like, I'm glad that I stocked up earlier. <laughs> Apparently, spicy field rat with garlic <laughs> is the most popular way of eating this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> Mike? We have a winner. Yeah. <laughs> the race. Uh, my bit of news, which actually did happen the last week. Uh, did you guys hear that Microsoft is now going to have, quote, gurus, unquote, at particular retail stores all throughout the nation to compete with Apple's geniuses? Wow. That's Blame. pretty good. They stole th- Guru. Guru is from Amiga OS way back in the day. It's well, true. Amiga's not around anymore, right? Um, there's a company trying have- to make an OS, but the definitely the hardware is gone. Well, they have offshoots of the video toaster and stuff, but I don't think the actual company is still around. No, because they were made by Commodore, and Commodore has been dead for ever. Right. No, so. someone bought them though. Yeah, but there's there's really not going to be a comeback. Oh no. Well, isn't the TriCaster made by that offshoot company? Probably, but it's just they're Relevant. they're not digging out. Anyway, so guru, Microsoft gurus—they're like reboot, reinstall. Yeah, I guess they're hiring. I don't remember the number. It's not very huge. It's in the hundreds. High school dropouts. <laughs> They're going to be at like Best Buys or Circuit Cities or what have you. So and we look yeah. forward to your report when you moonlight as a Microsoft guru. <laughs> I I was actually thinking of you know trying to bring a problem to one and see how competent they were. So well, you'll have that, to do that. You'll be our undercover secret reporter. Can I wear dark glasses? Yes. At do night. You, <laughs> do you think that the Microsoft gurus will get in a rumble with the Geek Squad? Uh, oh, that's it's going to be a fight to the... the yeah, the, they're going to be whatever. like, all right, guys, whoever can steal the most porn off of people's computers in the next week wins. And they'll be like, awesome, we don't even have to shower. <laughs> I assume you know what I'm talking about. That that they steal porn off people's computers? Yeah, Geek Squad is like famous for that. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I know of at least two reports in the last year of that happening that's come through uh, like Daily Tech. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I guess one of them was an incident where it was an actual porn star that came in and and said, I'm having problems with my computer, and they started pilfering her library, and then she died in a tragic car accident or something, and that's when they fessed up. How sad is that? that they I think that was famous story <laughs> ever. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's that one since the first Tweaking Geek podcast. Can we go back that far? Uh, no. Sure. No. Well, no. That was, overruled. All right. Overruled. So, Pat, you win with rat meat. Hey. <laughs> but the, they're all pretty good. Well, that was. You get uh, Sean Connery's super atomic pen and his last five girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Mike. Uh, yes. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks uh, for this having is me. your chance to pimp a website or something. Do you have anything you want to. Any shout outs? Any websites you want to give? Uh, my homepage is michaelswindler.com. Uh, it's been recently redone, so if anybody wants to check it out and uh, let me know how what they think, feel free. Other than that, uh, yeah, that's about it. You totally have to go there and enter his photo contest because I'm 
going to do it on time this time, I swear. You yeah, I forgot to ask you, so, you, so you're good this year? Or this month, I should say? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've already got it planned. Sweet. Well, yes, what's your correct. photo contest? Uh, this month, it's, uh, it's about multiples. So you just need to come up with a photo that you have either multiple humans or multiple, you know, whatever. Something you duplicate in Photoshop in such a way that it couldn't be done, you know, normally. And, uh, yeah, submit it and... You oh, know, you have you to do it, so you can't just take a picture of multiple things. Right, it's a, uh, it's a photo doctoring contest. Yeah, if you wanted to take the same, you know, a picture of the same thing multiple times and then, you know, splice them all together, that would definitely count. But you can't just put, like, you know, a bunch of dominoes in the scene and take a picture and call it good. It has to, it has to involve some editing. Uh, can I use the GIMP and not Photoshop? Because absolutely, I don't have Photoshop and I do have the GIMP. Actually, I don't even think I call it a Photoshop contest. I think I call it the photo editing contest for that very reason. Okay. So That's any right. photo you, editing. You're not so, a Photoshop user. No, I uh, I use PaintShop Pro by Corel, which is something I've been using since uh, since it was owned by Jask back in the day. So wow. I keep meaning to try and switch, but uh, I just never really get around to it because I'm so entrenched. But anyway, if you want to you know, scramble something together in Microsoft Paint and throw it up, you know, feel free. Excellent. Well, okay. I guess th- thank you for uh, for that illuminating uh, whatever. And I'm sure all of our <laughs> listeners will go to your website, and they will have probably more fun than than going to a hot dentist. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, Pat, do you have any shout outs you want to make? Uh, no, not this month. Okay. I do want to say a shout out to our new listener katie thank you for listening katie and if you got this far for the second podcast then i will be very impressed do we know katie uh, yeah I, I knew her in college very nice oh, okay. person so hi katie um, hi katie excellent so uh okay well you guys thanks and you guys meaning all of our listeners and the world at large thanks for listening to tweaking geek as always, this and every other episode of our podcast can be found at www.tweakandgeek.com slash podcast. Feel free to drop by and leave us a comment or send us an email at tg at tweakandgeek.com. And don't forget, you can always call the Grand Central line at 678-999-6321. Nicely done. And please call and leave us a message because I'm going to take the week off from saying how lazy and stupid and foolish and uh, unthoughtful our listeners are because I know that they're going to call and leave us a voicemail. I guess I didn't really take the week off from that. So, okay, anyway. Fail. Thanks for listening. Can you get Pamela to say, holding? No, I can't even get Pamela to stop recording. Come on, Pamela. Be good to me. Beep. <laughs> do, 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 do. Where's that snazzy T&G music? Oh, we don't I, do that live. I we know. don't? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to stop this. Oh, great. Beep. Now who's the one with the record button? Beep. That would be Pamela. She's yeah. so dreamy. She is dreamy. 
I really want her to say something else. Um, I don't know if wow. she can say anything else. Anything else. She definitely can't say what you want her to say. No, I'm not. I wasn't going down that line. She's also hot and British. This call is being recorded. 